Okay, pull up a chair and let's talk about Bieber, B-I-B-E-R, as opposed to Justin Bieber, B-E-I-B-E-R. They usually change their names around. Yeah, um, this guy has been in a file of mine for months and months and months. So I have a couple overlaid paragraphs here. You'll have to bear with me here while I go through this. Very, very interesting story as told by them. First, I'd like to make a very quick announcement. This will be the last show that I will be uploading to YouTube. You will be able to find me on all of the audio platforms where I've been all along, Psychopath in Your Life. There's a lot that goes into doing shows. YouTube is just one more step. The only thing that made sense about YouTube would be if people wanted to share in the comments. Hasn't worked out, so moving right along. And I have way too much work to do to be hanging around this toxic place all the time. So anyway, so we have a lot coming up with the Strategic Air Command. Finally, I have Andy here to help me. So we have a lot going on. And I want the flexibility to be able to log on and talk when I feel like talking. I have a million files open. We don't know how much time we have left. Not going to predict that. God's got the will at this point, but we want to keep moving with research, not little nitty things on that toxic place. Which you might want to consider if you're letting your children still on this place. Please consider that a couple of years ago, which is what got me in trouble, and I've never made money on YouTube, is because the New York Times did two, not one, but two exposés on this platform being used as a place to feed pedophiles, okay? You think they're not making any side money off this place? I got news for you, okay? So you can find me on audio. My email still works, always has worked. Anyway, so let's get moving today. This guy is very interesting. His name is Dr. Stanley Bieber. It's called the colorful country surgeon whose pioneering work made going to Trinidad a euphemism for gender confirmation surgery and has been dead since 2006. Probably an eight there, right? What, what a shame the guy's dead. His decades of work, which brought the, wait a second, here's something's going on here. Going live, I have to watch the screen. Okay. His decades of work, which brought medical pilgrims from around the world to this heavily Catholic former coal mining town, is not commemorated in any way at Mount San Rafael Hospital, where Bieber and his protege, Dr. Marcy Bowers, performed an estimated 6,000 gender surgeries between 1969 and 2010. Marcy blew town around 2010. But anyway, so yeah, so it's an interesting part of the country because it was founded in 1862 after rich coal seams were discovered in the region. Trinidad was a company town by 1910. Did you hear me say company town? One way in, one way out. Company towns, Indian reservations, closed communities. So Colorado Fuel and Iron operated the largest steel mills in the West, as well as dozens of mines. They said coke ovens. <laughs> well, it must be something besides cocaine, right? Transportation line and other infrastructure needed to support the local industry. It was also called CFNI. 
Colorado Fuel and Iron. There's something about Colorado that I have not yet resolved yet, but I'm going to get there. Okay, so Colorado created countless small communities for mine workers it recruited from throughout Europe. Probably Germany, but I haven't looked yet. Um, so anyway, believing that people, who's, these people are not idiots, so listen very carefully here. They recruited them from throughout Europe because they believed that people who spoke different languages were less likely to organize into unions to improve the often brutal working conditions or what the company told you to do, right? Trinidad transformed itself after the coal industry began to fade in the 1920s. So they went from 1862, good run of people buried in that little town there, Trinidad, Colorado, controlled by the company. Yeah, okay. They began to fade the 20s and achieved a strange sort of prosperity and at least notoriety during Prohibition when Chicago mobster Al Capone (laughs) and his family hit out in Trinidad and nearby Aguilar by blending in with the Italian immigrant families who continued to call the city home. Interesting. You know, Italians also have some pretty big noses, right? And they've also defined what these different immigrants are. So just just saying, just saying, just keep your eyes open, kids. So those various bursts of 20th century prosperity left Trinidad with lavish hotels, a Carnegie library, an opera house, churches, and the oldest continuously active synagogue, (laughs) the Jews are here, right, in the state. A 2012 promotional film produced in part by the county chamber referred to Trinidad as the Victorian jewel of southern Colorado, without ever mentioning the medical claim to fame for which today it remains best known. I guess you've got to leave a few of those details out, right? Um, so now Trinidad has lately been named the Weed Town USA. <laughs> by High Times Magazine has become the center of legal marijuana cultivation and sale. I don't think I'd go to, I don't think I'd pick up any weed in Trinity. Something tells me it might have something else in it. So this is where it got interesting when I first ran across these maniacs. On March 9th, 2005, the television show South Park first aired the episode Mr. Garrison's Fancy New Vagina. Now, remember, these are shows for kids, right? (laughs) In the opening scene, school teacher Mr. Garrison believes that he is a woman on the inside and decides to undergo a gender confirmation surgery, which is performed by a Dr. Bieber of the Trinidad Medical Center. So, who's Dr. Bieber? Well, (laughs) funny you should ask. (laughs) He's a small-town Colorado doctor who for decades was internationally known as the Dean of Sex Change Surgery. He died at a hospital in Pueblo. I guess that's Colorado. I don't really care. Um, he was 82. He lived in Hoyne, Colorado. The cause was co- complications of pneumonia. His secretary, Marie Pacino, she said that he was dead. Okay. And um, he was a former army surgeon, army, armory surgeon, okay, and was among the first doctors in the United States to perform sex change and for years was one of only a handful operations 
which it was estimated to be performed more than 4,000 times beginning in 19... All these numbers are screwy, okay? So anyway, so this is where it gets interesting because he was born 1923, probably in Germany. Andy's going to dig around on this stuff. So I, I'm going to guess we're probably going to find this Jew guy and probably coming from Germany somewhere around here. But, you know, guessing and thinking are not evidence, right? So we'll get back to the, all this later. He had the clinic, the first in the country to offer sex surgeries, but he really wasn't first. See, this stuff gets a little fuzzy because the first was really Johns Hopkins. Okay, but the story will evolve here. So let me tell you their version of it. Okay? Bieber's life and work represent one piece of America's evolving views on gender, identi gender identity and sexuality. And his legacy remains that of a pioneering influence in medicine. So, anyways, um, he was born 1923, Des Moines, Iowa. After graduating from high school at 16, his parents realized he was a whiz kid. He was enrolled in a yeshiva <laughs> place in Chicago, which is a Jewish place, intending to become a rabbi. He interrupted his studies. This is where the red flags started flapping me right in the face. I've had this file for, I don't know, a, little, I mean, a year or more, and I just read this part of it. So, okay. He interrupted his studies to work. Oh, he was, he was studying to be a rabbi, okay? Then he interrupted his studies to work for the Office of Strategic Services, forerunner of the Central Intelligence Agency during World War II. We got our guy Bieber working directly for the CIA. Nothing there. I'm sure it was just a coincidence. I'm sure he probably just landed that job because he's such a crackerjack. Um, so what he did was he had been a resident in Panama Canal Zone. He joined the Navy. He was a chief surgeon of a MASH unit. Remember that show MASH? It was a surgical unit during the Korean War. So he would have served Korea same time my dad did. I hope they didn't meet. Um, he found it, You know, here's the thing. If you're looking for the truth, find the truth, okay? I have a couple boxes of pictures I would like to look through, but I can't access them through. If you have that uncle in your life that married somebody <laughs> looked a little bit rough, <laughs> look closer, folks. Look closer. So anyway, so... Um, he uh, he just happened to finish his service at what is now Fort Carson in Colorado. And in 1954, he took a job at the uh, mine place that I was telling you about. So he became a doctor at the United Mine Workers Clinic in Trinidad, okay? The company people, okay? The people who were captively his patients. He only planned to see a year or two, but things must have really worked out right. Because he had been drawn to surgery during the Korean War, he headed a mobile army surgical hospital. Okay, the rigors and the rigors, this is how he got started. The rigors of wartime medicine whetted his appetite for both helping people and challenging work. So while he was stationed at Fort Carson, he learned that these mine workers were opening a clinic in Trinidad in the early 50s. The coal mining was prospering, but mining remained risky work. So maybe they were, I don't know, maybe they needed work on their penises. I don't really know what Bieber is going to do, the risky work. Bieber may have seen working with minors as analogous to his wartime medical practice. So anyway, so he quickly made his home there. 
as a physician and the town's only surgeon, he became familiar with many of the area's residents in the course of performing appendectomies and removing gallbladders or tonsils. Now, remember, he's also listed as being a plastic surgeon. So how he started doing appendectomies and stuff is kind of a mystery to me. But I'm just I'm just telling you what they're saying. Biden's uh, Biden Bieber's office was at the First National Bank in Trinidad, the five story sandstone landmark at Maine and commercial that prominently marks the historic heart of the city. <laughs> okay, so um, it was frequently featured, he was frequently featured on television and in newspapers, where were the rest of us? First time I heard about this guy in the last few years. The doctor's work earned the town the reputation as a sex change capital of the world, okay? <laughs> so, some local residents bristled at the title. Many others embraced Dr. Bieber and his work. Few disputed its quality. Some expressed pride in the service he performed. And no one doubted the economic benefit to Trinidad. Always about the money, even if it's like cutting us into pieces, isn't it? Because Trinidad, which was down at the heels former coal mining town when the doctor moved there in the 1950s. So Trinidad had burned itself out by the 50s when uh, Bieber just happened to show up there. So, and so Bieber went on to say in 1998 about him going there in the 50s and, and flipping this town from a coal mining town uh, to uh, something else. Bieber said, it's a boon to business here. He told the New York times in 1998 they come with families, they stay in the hotels, they eat in the restaurants, they buy at the Floridas. All of his transgender clients coming to Trinidad, pumping up that local economy, get them into those hotels, feed them, and now you can get them all high on weed. So anyway, so just to give you a little flavor about them, they described him as once a rabbinical student, also a Jew, Dr. Bieber took to the Old West ethic of Trinidad, near the New Mexico border in Southern Cal Colorado. You know, New Mexico is a place they're always blabbing about all those underground things, right? All that space stuff over in New Mexico. Something's going on in New Mexico, too. So he favored blue jeans, silver belt buckles, and pickup trucks. He looks like he's about five foot, maybe five feet tall. Look, look him up. Dr. Bieber, B-I-B-E-R. You'll find him. He owned a ranch, was once a country commissioner, and to the end of his life, he rode in cattle drives. So, okay, so he tried to, he was delivering babies and all this stuff, uh, sometimes reading x-rays at his kitchen table when patients call on him at night. This is what happens when you have a company town, right? Only got so many people in charge, right? Get a bunch of immigrant workers that can't quite speak English. Okay. So they said that for 15 years, he did all this other stuff, beating the um, tonsillectomies and delivering babies and stuff. Okay. And then this is where it gets very, very interesting. 1969, that was the year I graduated from high school. Um, in 1969, a friend went to his office. She was a social worker who admired Dr. Bieber's skill in repairing the hair lips, <clears throat> Cliff they're also called cliff lips, lips now, right? Uh, cliff chins, cliff lips. So, Dr. Skill in repairing the hair lips. Now, where are these children getting those hair lips from? That's kind of interesting, isn't it? 
and so because she was so impressed by him fixing these children, which clearly had probably been damaged by hormones, right? She asked if he would perform an operation on her. Well, of course, Dr. Bieber replied. What do you want done? I'm a transsexual, she said. <laughs> What's that? Dr. Bieber asked her. He learned that his friend was a man living as a woman. I'm sure he didn't notice anything odd about them, right? Few surgeons in the United States had ever seen a sex change operation. You know, the funny thing is, all of them have already flipped their own sexes, right? So much left. I, I've looked through all of my doctors. You know, little known fact, my very first job at a high school in 1969, <laughs> I got kicked out of the house two days after high school because of all the problem with the weed and the LSD and stuff. I mean, it was pretty hard being a parent back then. So yeah, my very first job in Santa Barbara, I worked for a doctor. <laughs> he was an MD. I've since looked him up. Of course, he was a tranny. He had also worked in the military. His wife's name was Billy Jean. They love those trick names, right? And yeah, I even found two of his uh, daughters. When I worked for him, I was just a kid. You know, he used to raid the drug cabinet. Um, his wife would sneak in on days off. If you think doctors aren't into drugs, I got news for you. Because back then, I didn't really know. I mean, I'm just a kid. I'm trying to survive. I got kicked out of the house and I get a job. And all of a sudden, his wife is sneaking in the office on Wednesdays when he's off and stealing pills out of the cabinet. And they're offering them to me. And I just never had a real desire to gobble down pills. So anyway, so yeah, the nurse was taking the pills. He was taking the pills. Everybody's taking pills in that office. And yeah, and I didn't realize until years later how crazy it all was, right? Because I was just sitting there thinking, wow, this is kind of strange. So yeah, military, of course, military, right? So um, yeah, so all of a sudden this woman, his friend, just happens to have been a man, right? And no one noticed. <laughs> no one noticed anything. Funny how all this works, right? So Dr. Bieber was young and sure of his surgical prowess. In Korea, he had once performed 37 operations in a row before passing out from exhaustion. You see all these patterns here. They always like to brag about how they hard they worked. I worked hard my entire life, and I never once found a podium in a microphone <laughs> and told all my clients how hard I'd worked for 20 minutes before I just exited off the stage. So, yeah, so he did 37 surgeries. I, see, this to me doesn't sound responsible. This to me sounds totally irresponsible that some surgeon was passing out from so many operations in a row. So this, this tells me a different picture. They're trying to act like he's some hero, right? So what he did was he worked from a set of hand-drawn diagrams. I, I guess he got them there. Well, no, we had mail in the 50s. So he obtained from the Johns Hopkins University Hospital. So he got these hand-drawn diagrams from Johns Hopkins. He later told the Rocky Mountain News in 2004, it looked like hell. <laughs> he must have meant the drawing. It was terrible. But it functioned. Oh, he meant the crotch looked like hell. Okay, this is making it even worse. Sorry, I laughed about that. It was terrible. But it functioned, and she was happy with it because it functioned. Well, I'm not so sure about the functioning part, but go look up vaginoplasty, and you tell me what you think about it. So anyways, word got around. Yeah, I bet it did. And soon other transsexuals went to Trinidad. Dr. Bieber obliged, but quietly at first. Unsure of the re reaction by Mount St. Raphael, the hospital where he's practicing. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice, right? <laughs> 
hey, come help me do a little surgery here, nurses. Don't tell the rest of the staff. He stored the charts of his sex change patients in the hospital safe. <laughs> well, this also shows me some very careless behavior on doctors' parts, right? Sneaking around doing surgeries, hiding them in the safes. But at this pivotal point in American history, when many still struggled to reconcile a binary view of gender with the proven complexity of a gender spectrum, you know, here's the thing. Who proved the gender spectrum was complicated? We have men. We have women. Okay. This is not complicated, folks. Okay. So they consider the hard-fought rights advances for transgender Americans were being rolled back. (laughs) The story of, yeah, because some of us are saying, don't call me sis. I am a woman. Okay. The story of Stanley Bieber and his pioneering work in Trinidad offers a remarkable tale of insight and compassion. Compassion for who? Not the rest of us. And these questions are always kind of funny. They said, why did a doctor in a Western frontier town embrace transgender men and women decades ahead of most and dedicate a good deal of his professional life to erasing their pain? I have that question, too. Why did this happen? And where were the rest of us? And this is a great one. He said, some say the story began during Bieber's service as a battlefield surgeon in the Mobile Army Surgic Hospital during the Korean War. Yeah, I would have to agree with what some say that he started in the battlefield. Somebody else said, you put a scalpel in his hand, and he was Michelangelo. So at that time, supposedly, Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore was the American center of what was then called the sex change surgery. So when Bieber called the surgeon, the surgeon he called had done 13 such operations, seven of which were described as simple penectomies. You can look that one up. Similar to the operation done on Jorgensen. Jorgensen was a very early transsexual that was done, I believe, in Europe. These stories are so convoluted. It's kind of we're working on a complete guideline, you know, list of all these freaks and <laughs> when they supposedly were doing all this stuff. So, so anyway, so um, this is another good quote. Um, oh, he said um, about this drawing. None of this sounds fishy, right? He just calls up these people. They send him a hand, <laughs> a bunch of hand drawings. Where's all the science? Where's all the specialists? So, uh, so that's that surgeon sent Bieber a set of rudimentary hand-drawn diagrams showing the basic technique for deconstructing genitalia and reconstructing it into a vagina. I've seen the surgery. I'm not really sure how it got described on a piece of paper. So anyway, so Bieber looked over the drawings and called the social worker back. Well, I've never done one, but if you want to do it, I think we could do it. What a guy. Now, that can-do attitude is just the American spirit, isn't it? I got a really good quote from one of his daughters, fake daughters or whoever. She said her name was Ella, E-L-L-A, May Bieber, E-M-B something. Anyway, he was so dedicated there, Ella May Bieber said. She was the, oh, excuse me, I thought it was his daughter. Let me back up here a second. This is a quote from one of his wives, okay? Her name was Ella May Bieber. 
she said, he was so dedicated there. She was the fourth of his fifth wives and whom he was married for 23 years. So he got five, four other tranny women to marry him. And remember, they weren't even legally able to be married according to their rules until a few years ago. She went on to say, he delivered so many babies, did everybody's surgery, and everybody trusted him tremendously. What do I always say? Evil has to come packaged as hell. He loved everyone in Trinidad. Oh, I bet he did. You don't see doctors commit to their patients anymore. He took care of them from birth to death in most cases. So, yeah, um... Yeah, the patient just walks into his office, just happens to be somebody he knows, just happens to be a social worker. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think pretty much all social workers are them. So, you know, evidence seemingly starting to pile up from what I could tell here. But, you know, you let me know what you think. So he seemed to really just be a can-do kind of guy. And um, during his peak years, Bieber was doing up to four gender, they call it, see, here's how they trick us with words. They call it gender confirmation. Like it's fuzzy who we are when we get born. Like God didn't get it straight. And so they have to confirm their genders after they're born. So I'm glad these people are here to fix this confusion because I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that they're trying to help us. Now they have about 20 different genders. There's even people who go all the way through this brutal, brutal, life-changing surgery, which I can guarantee you most people won't live that long after, okay? There are people, women who get so confused by their own body, by whatever gets them there, okay? I've already gone into all this. They decide to become males, okay? That makes it FTM, female to male. They become a male. They go through all that hermitous surgery. And then they announce that they're a queer trans. So that means that they are only going to be with women. So a woman becomes a man to be with other women and goes through, uh, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars of brutal surgery. So that's that's what the plan is, okay? <clears throat> Gender confusion is their game. So anyway, so... He um, he made headlines, and um, the Westboro Church came out to get him. They called him Satan's physician. <laughs> I have to agree with him on that one. And they called him the town, the anteroom to hell. I have to agree with him on that. And so they just did a lot about that. So it was only, let's get done about this South Park stuff. It was only in 2005 that Bieber's fame really peaked. As far as the grandkids were concerned, he became a hot deal at that point, okay? Now, I would be concerned having any grandkids watching this stuff, but they found it very fascinating, okay? Because he was in that South Park, Mr. Garrison's fancy new vagina. And so, it was featured in there, and it said that Trinidad, as the world's sex chain capital, didn't register much in the mainstream American consciousness during those years, and was easy to dismiss as distant signal excuse me, emanating from the middle of nowhere. So what they were saying is that nobody was talking about this. And isn't that interesting? You know, we rely on them to tell us stuff like the news and stuff. So if nobody was talking about it, is that my fault or your fault? Or <laughs> You have to keep things a secret, right? Secrets are important here, okay? Until then, transgender men and women were unfamiliar to me. 
to many and hard to fathom. Yeah, it really was. It really was. For years, I've been saying they're hiding in plain sight. For years, I've been saying they're sitting right next to us. And for years, people thought that's the craziest thing they ever heard. So they continued to do so until Bieber's age and inability to get liability insurance caught up with him in 2003. He died three years later after training. Of course, he died three years later, right? So then he got this Marcy woman there. And uh, Bieber was low-key, humble, and longtime member of the community who once served on the county commission. Bowers, on the other hand, that devilish Marcy, she drove a silver Porsche Boxster and was more actively courtship of publicity. She starred in a short-term BBC reality TV show called Sex Change Hospital. We'll have to look that one up. And that didn't sit well with the locals. She left in 2010, moving her practice to Burlingame, California. What's interesting about Marcy, I'd like for you to learn to read some of these things with very critical eyes. Marcy is viewed as an innovator in gender confirmation affirmation surgery and is the first transgender woman to perform such surgeries. You tell me where that story gets falls to pieces, okay? If all of these people are transgenders doing all these surgeries to begin with, how is Marcy Bowers the first transgender woman to perform surgery? See how these little word tricks happen? So anyway, so yeah, it was profitable. They loved it. Everybody was going there. It was welcoming. It was the hottest thing in town. Everybody's blowing weed, probably to get rid of all the bad memories. Um, so yeah, so I don't really have much more to say about him. It's just that nothing's hiding, folks. I think there was a reason why we have eyes, okay? Anyway, so let me finish up here with a very interesting part, okay? Um, what they did was they buried him, okay? Where is Dr. Bieber buried? Well, he happens to be buried in the Jewish section of Trinidad's Masonic Cemetery. And with that lovely note, he probably has... The, uh, you know, that sign of Satan, you know, the six things on his thing. But we haven't had time to look up his gravesite yet. We'll be, we'll be back with him later. So remember, the show's name is Psychopath in Your Life. You can find me on all the platforms. Very easy to Google me. My email address hasn't changed in almost 20 years. Talk to you later. Goodbye for now.